Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and today I'm joined with returning guest and friend of our show. We have Judge Greg, a uh, host of the Real Hero Talk Show, and also we uh, Gamers Without Oh, Greg without breakfast, yeah. really. But, <laughs> no, Gamers Without Borders. Uh, just We've had him on the show. How are you doing, Greg? Great, great. Great to be here, Doug. Yeah, I think, I'm not sure if I'm right in recalling this, but I think the last time we had you on was the Life is Spoiled uh, Before the Storm episode. So I loved uh, yes. diving into some Life is Strange with you. Yes, yeah, that was the last episode I was on that came out after the third episode of Before the Storm, but before the farewell episode of Before the Storm. That's right, so maybe we can get your thoughts on that. Um, but yeah, in general, how are you? How are things uh, with your podcast? And maybe we can start talking about what games you've been playing lately. Oh, sure. I actually, I've been playing a ton of games lately, so I got so much to talk about today. So that's fun, because usually I have nothing. I know but, how that goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's been going all right. I, I got to be honest with you, I've been so behind on recording Hero Talks, but uh, I did just see Infinity War, and I figure if I'm not going to record a Hero Talk on the big, giant superhero crossover movie that just came out, what's the point? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And, well, that's one thing, I, if I'm not mistaken, I saw a tweet from you that you were pretty much disappointed, and a lot of people seem to have yeah. that reaction. Uh, yeah. Whitney, our co-host, yeah. mentioned how she thought, like not much really happened, and I'm like, that's uh, upsetting to hear. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to get too much into spoilers, because I, sure. you know, poor people are, are getting spoiled left ways and right ways, which is probably why I went to see it in such a timely manner, because, you know, I just I just couldn't couldn't handle trying to avoid the spoilers, but... Yep, if it's something you care it, about, yeah. like, I went to see Star Wars alone, because I didn't have anyone to go with, and I'm like, I don't want it to get spoiled, I have to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I see most of my movies alone. Actually, it's a, it's a different kind of experience, but yeah, it's it's not so bad seeing the movie alone. It's when you're sitting there seeing the movie alone and like scribbling furiously into a notebook in the dark, and, <laughs> and you know, hoping that you're going to be able to decipher that later. Right. That be that becomes the chore. But yeah, I I think just by the nature of how the story was presented and and how the arc concluded. I think I was just a little disappointed because I thought there was a couple of different ways they could make it go, and they went what would seem on the surface to be uh, a brave route, but was probably the safest route. And okay. that's yeah, that's about the best way I can describe it without getting into specific story details. That makes sense. Um, but I guess back to video games, though. Uh, what has been the most, uh, uh, the one that you've been playing the most lately? All right. So, so the main game that I've been playing lately, I actually have I finally actually dived into The Last of Us. Okay. Awesome. And I feel like I'm notorious for not liking that game, but it's not true. I enjoyed it, uh, like playing the game, but just the outcome was not my, uh, yeah, not my bag of chips. So, so I'm, I'm, not I'm ruin still, anything. yeah, I'm knee deep in the story right now. But I, I will say that. What's been really unusual for me, Doug, is I've been playing so much of Life is Strange and like Telltale games. Yes. That every time there's a cutscene and somebody asks Joel a question and then Joel just, you know, decides something, I feel like I'm being cheated. Like, hey, Joel, you wanna you wanna ask me if I'm cool with that before you just make that decision? Yes. Oh my god, Greg. And that's what I mean. I feel like that's been a problem before even Life is Strange for me. Like, I just, like, in general, I just want to have control over these characters' decisions. Like, that's why I feel like I'm taking their role. Like, I'm taking control of them. But if I don't have control of their decisions, it's like, oh, shit. If they do something I don't like, then no wonder I dislike the game as a whole. But, yeah, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, and so that's that's been an adjustment. And then the, uh, I, I mean, I guess I have to remember that this is technically a last-gen game. 
But the controls are so janky, aren't they? Yeah, no, it wasn't very smooth. And I personally, I do recall like towards the end of the game being like, it felt like a drag. I'm like, I just want to get past this stuff so I can see what happens. And then what, what happened? I was like, all right, I, I, I'm ready to throw my controller, but, uh, it's, it's still, I understand why it got so much hype and so many people just like, I don't know, exalted as like the Messiah of video games. And that's what makes me even more upset because it's like, it was definitely a good solid game. It felt like very, and that's the thing though. I don't have too much to stand on when saying it's like kind of like an uncharted game. Cause that's Bren kind of confirmed that for me, but it seems just like very, just, I don't know. ah, I'm just not, I don't think it deserves that much praise, but it's definitely, it doesn't deserve hate either. It's still, it just, it just rubbed me personally the wrong, yeah. wrong way. No, I, I can see exactly where you're coming from on this. I've, I've just been, it's, it's felt like in some cases it's just a trudge. You know how like you come to a room and then you, and you hear the clickers and then yes. Joel or Ellie will be like clickers. And I, I I'm the players and going, oh, I don't want to deal with clickers right now. I didn't want to deal with Ellie half the time because she's like, oh man, she's just so rebellious and does whatever the hell she wants at points like where it's just like, oh gosh, why do I even want to save her? Yeah. <laughs> will, you, will you just listen to me, Ellie, for two yes. seconds? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely, I get that feeling. And then I'm usually a guy who really likes a good stealth game, but I found the stealth to be so, um, just so unpredictable and unreliable that... I get to a stealth section and I just I'm just lobbing bombs and molotovs into a group of people. I'm like I'll just I'll just kill every single one of you with a molotov. Yep. That's just that's how I'm going to handle this this stealth room. So I eventually went all guns blazing as well and it it worked for some scenarios. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just I just roll in there like John Wayne just shooting away <laughs> and I just it makes me miss the Arkham games because in the Arkham games, even though there was stealth sections, I felt I was in control. Whereas when when Joel and Ellie roll into a room full of clickers or even a room full of hunters, I don't feel like I'm in control. I feel like I've I, the situation gets away from me way more than it probably should. Yeah. Oh man. Well, there's this one stealth game that I mentioned like way earlier like i'm not exactly sure when i brought it up but i was playing it on ps4 it's called aragami like a-r-a-g-a-m-i not like origami um but that's the thing it's like this like very you're a ninja and you like have this power of the shadows where you can like transport from shadow to shadow and it's really an awesome like stealthy like sneak up on people and assassinate them kind of game i highly recommend it and another reason i bring it up is because i saw an article recently where that's going to be coming to xbox one uh players uh relatively soon okay that's so pretty that's cool yeah it's very exciting because i think it's more or less an indie title that kind of caught some attention and now is going to be available on more consoles so definitely recommend checking it out it's really i feel like that's a game where stealth is absolutely necessary <laughs> like, yeah. there's no getting around it yeah i'm i'm just i'm just getting really frustrated with it and i, I get why people like it i mean there, there's a, a compelling narrative and i think my favorite parts are are the non-combat parts where you're you're going through some part of a city or a town or a neighborhood that's been uh, completely taken over and and you're just sort of you're learning the stories of the people who used to be there you know what i mean yeah uh, yeah and i find those parts to be very compelling but and then it then it turns into uh oh there's a there's a sniper i'm like oh guy i have to do some combat again and i just sigh and i feel like the game developers probably didn't want me to sigh anytime I had to do the combat part of the game, but it just, that feels like the chore that I have to get through to get to the next story beat. Yep. I totally understand that. 
Yeah. But so that's, I promised that I would finally play that game because everyone loved it so much and I've, I've had it for years and years and years. So I finally just, I'm forcing myself to, to just get down and play through that game. Are you playing the regular one or like the remaster? Uh, I'm playing the remaster on PS4. Very cool. That's awesome. And yeah. how far percentage wise would you estimate you are? Um, I don't know. That's fine. Far. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have no idea. I think I'm, I'm, I'm not terribly too far. I'm probably about eight hours into this gameplay. So, nice. I mean, I think maybe a third. Well, I'm very eager to get your feedback on what the full outcome is. And you haven't had it spoiled, have you? I sure hope. Well, not. I should I haven't had it spoiled for me, but I did see the, you know, the the trailer for the second one. Yes. So, Joel and Ellie were both in it, so I know that they don't die and they don't get split. So, That's true. Okay, yeah. well then So that's... so I ha- I have that going in, but in terms of any other story element, the only thing people will tell me, and and I've been told this repeatedly, is like, "Oh man, you're going to cry." Yeah, uh, that's, mm, uh, I'm, I cried because of how mad I was. No, I'm kidding. That didn't actually happen. But no, I'm, yeah. I'm really eager to get your feedback on when you complete that game. So yeah, yeah. we're going to have to keep our listeners posted. Yeah. See if you agree with me or with the massive majority. <laughs> yeah, it's very emotionally manipulative, the game is at certain times. Also keeping in mind that my daughter's name is Ellie. Oh so. my God. No, this is going to affect you more than your average person. No doubt right. in my mind. Yeah, so so I've I've kind of I've had to deal with that. Um for for reasons that I don't 100% understand. It seems like video games always tend to name the the daughter characters the same as my children, which really messes with me a little bit. Right? Because I I go to play these games and it's like, "Oh, her name's Ellie." I'm like, and, and I I was not I had not played the game when I named my daughter. I did not name my daughter after Ellie from The Last of Us. But <laughs> When sure, she shows up, Greg. yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so when her name is Ellie, I'm like, oh, this is this is gonna mess with me. And, yeah. and and there there have been times where it is. There are times where I feel like I am more inclined. I'm I'm reacting to him going, Ellie, there, you're in trouble, and in a way that I wouldn't normally if her name was like Deborah Gertrude. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Oh, man, that's wild and interesting. It's almost as if, like, the main character of, like, your average story was named Greg or, like, in my instance, Doug. It'd just be like, whoa, that's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, w- I will say that the way the game started, also, you know, being a-, a father of daughters, was probably something that I was not quite emotionally ready for. Without without to give it away, just in the in the uh, that the the prelude or whatever is that yeah, what they that call opening, those? Yeah, I'd yeah, say the so. opening scene. Yeah, yeah, that one was pretty heavy for sure. Yeah, that that one was heavy, and I think bringing my baggage into it was I was just at that point I was I I just like okay I'm not if it's gonna be like this this whole game I'm not gonna play this because right. I don't need to do this to myself. I hear that sometimes I I like to play more comedy based games or just like lighthearted fun repetitive like rocket league kind of shit <laughs> right yeah exactly all right uh so do you want me to keep going some other stuff i've been playing yeah sure i'll talk about some demos i've been playing maybe after you're done with what you've been playing sure so i i i actually have a good list which is it's amazing so i played this this is this is a shifting tone a little bit here i played disneyland adventures for the xbox one no way. Okay, what's yeah. that like consist of? So like- it, it used to be a uh, a Kinect game, but you can play it with a controller now. And so I was playing it with my with my older daughter because she's only she's only four, and 
I'm trying to find she she plays on her tablet a lot and she does a lot of those those infinite runners games so she's pretty good with her Twitch gaming but I was trying to find a good game to sort of be of interest to her but also sort of try to teach her the the dual stick controlling method yeah and so this game it's basically it's a third person sort of open world exploration set at Disneyland that and, is so cool. <laughs> yeah, and there's like all the characters are there, and you, you like you get fetch quests from them, and you have to go look up things for them, and then sometimes you have to go in in some of the rides, and some of the rides are just like really lame 3D versions of the ride at Disneyland, and yeah. some of them like transport you to a different world, and there's like a whole like string of mini games involved with that. Wow. And what makes it really great is because you can do two player couch co op, and so. The one player can actually do a lot of the controls in the open world, but then when you get into the into the games or when you do interactions with characters, both people can just interact. Okay. And so, like, and there's there's a lot of of collecting going on. Like, you you need to get uh, autographs from all of the different characters, and so you have to buy autograph books so that they can autograph it, so you can get achievements that way. That's so neat. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun doing it because. She loves being able to to play the game with me and interact, and at, at the same time, it's it's teaching her sort of some of the basic controls so that she'll be able to play some of the some of the harder games. Because when I think about it, like you know, I didn't at her age, I didn't have to learn how to do that. At my at my age, games didn't even have buttons; it was still just the joystick, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. So so anyway, that was that's been a fun game. Um, I can definitely see some elements of when it probably used to be a Connect game. But I think it plays really well with a controller, and it's been a lot of fun to play with my daughter. Yeah, wow, that one looks really interesting and fun for, uh, to have fun with your kids and stuff. That's really neat. Yeah. So that's a, I mean, especially if you have younger kids who don't, you know, they can't really play by themselves, just to be able to sort of take take control and and play with her and and sort of guide her along, but she's still following around and, and she can still you know be with us and and then especially the interactions with the characters and the different costumes you can dress up as. She thinks that's really cool. That's that's amazing. That's really neat. It sounds like yep. they capitalized on all those cool things like yeah, like the quest to get autographs and they they yeah. know how to make it fun. The autographs thing was 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 fun because she's been to Disney World a couple of times. So she oh, she's cool. familiar with the concept of getting people to sign your book. Yep. So she thought it was like really super neat that uh that people were signing her book in the game just like they did when we went to Disney World. That's uh, Although, sweet. although she's a smart girl because in the game the beast signed our book. But at Disney World, the Beast doesn't sign your book. Oh, why is that? Is he he's just one of the few characters that just doesn't do it. Like I guess it's the costume doesn't really let him <laughs> hold the pen, so the, the Beast won't sign stuff at Disney World. And and she figured that out, and she's like, "Why did he sign stuff here, but he wouldn't sign our stuff?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you." That's funny. The Beast won't sign your stuff at Disneyland, folks. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because. The only where that I know of in Disney World where you can actually meet the Beast is at the, uh, there's the Be Our Guest restaurant, which uh, they're changing the whole restaurant. So I don't even know if I want to ever go back there again, but he was the only, it was the only place where the Beast actually hung out in Disney World. And so when I went there and was going to get his autograph for all of our books and, and the people said, no, the Beast, the Beast doesn't sign anything because he's got these giant massive claws and... So I played along, you know, because I don't want to, like, I don't want to break the illusion for my daughter. Yeah. But at the other hand, I'm thinking to myself, you know, Pluto's a, a dog, and he yeah, signed our book. So I don't know, yeah. I, I don't know what you're trying to pull here. Yeah, no, he's just stubborn. It's just part of his character, I guess. Yeah, whatever. 
stupid beast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sign the book. <laughs> just sign it. Just sign the book. Oh man. Uh, so anyway, and anyway, this is a, this is a big game. This game has been uh, been making a lot of headlines lately, so we now get to talk about it here. I played Hogwarts Mystery. Oh yes, okay. And we had not like a super extensive episode about it, but we just recently talked about it. And yes, I've been playing too, so I'm eager to get your feedback on it. Uh, go go ahead. I'm sorry, Doug. You're gonna have to wait four minutes before I can give you my feedback on it. Oh, why is that? Oh, I'm out of energy. I don't. I don't have the energy to tell you what I think about it. You need to wait four minutes. No, that's the problem with the game. <laughs> oh no! You yeah. hit the nail on the head. Yeah, that's basically what it what it came into. Is I I played the game for less than ten minutes before I got hit with a mandatory twenty minute wait to continue or pay real world money. Yeah, and and that's that's the most damning thing I could say about that game is after less than ten minutes, I had a forced shut the game off, wait twenty minutes just to continue. Yep, I think we all ran into that, and uh, we had a guest on Tracy. She mentioned how like she was reading articles about yeah, everyone's complaining how it's just like they have like a gun to your head. They're like, give us your money if you want to keep playing. <laughs> if you like this game and you want to keep playing, give us money or you have to wait. And it's like, yeah. well, I'll obviously wait, and I don't know, it's. Definitely frustrating. I think there the game has potential to be entertaining, but it, if it's going to be that much of a hassle, it's not going to be fun. But luckily, our co-host Whitney was saying how she has like uh, she has to ride a train on a commute to work every day. So like she'll play the game on the train, and then when she works for the day, if it's like oh you have to wait like three hours for something, it's not even a problem for her. So she's been making a lot of progress I, actually. I, really? Because yeah. I, I would imagine I tried to play it for over uh, the course of a weekend. Um, and again, because my daughter really, really liked the idea of the game, and and she's only four, she doesn't really know who Harry Potter is, but she, I like to play games with her, and this was a it was a new game that I thought I could get into, and so the only reason I gave it as much time as I did is because she likes watching it. But it was, I just, I feel like if you ride a train and you pull out that game, you're entertained for about fifteen minutes, and then you're gonna hit uh, a ceiling, and your energy's gonna run out. And you're you're not going to be able to to do the next thing, and I just feel like that's going to frustrate me more than anything else. Agreed. I don't ask for a lot, but just let me play the game. Don't don't make me sit there and just wait four minutes, four minutes, four minutes, four minutes. Yeah, and what's frustrating is like how many currencies there are. It's just like, oh well, if you want to just buy more energy, use these gems, and I guess you could get gems with coins. And it's like, why is there such a chain of like, just give me one currency? Let me buy stuff, but I don't even want to buy stuff. I'm not going to spend a cent on that game, and I just want to beat it. And that's one thing we were discussing, we are contemplating, like, I wonder how long the game is. Is it, like, a fixed thing, or do they plan to have, like, seasonal updates? Because it made it seem like you're going to be going through Hogwarts, like, year one through seven, and you yeah. learn different spells and stuff. So, yeah, I'm and not there's quite some, sure. Yeah, and there's some nominal story going on in the background, which I thought was a, a really great story, but... I, I kept I kept losing it because, you know, I would have some element of that story come up and then I would have to turn off the game for eight hours and wait for <laughs> everything to store up. And by then I'd forget what was going on or where I was or what I was doing. That's not your fault. And I totally understand that. But also, it's interesting. Tracy, uh, the guest we had last week that I mentioned, um, she's from Paper News Out Loud. She brought up something really interesting about how the story is very synonymous to like the Chamber of Secrets. It's almost like the Chamber of Secrets all over again. Like some characters hearing voices. Uh, there's like this unexplored area of Hogwarts that like got somebody expelled. It's just, like almost the exact. And you have like a Slytherin counterpart. So it's just like, 
Yeah, so we're playing the Chamber of Secrets, but a whole different cast of characters. It's pretty bizarre and interesting, but, and I don't know, it has potential. I'm going to continue to play it, but it is going to continue to frustrate me when I get to those points. But the worst was the first barrier when you're facing the devil snare and there's a freaking mm-hmm. vine around your neck and it's like, you can't keep playing now. And it's yep. like, oh God. And everybody hits the weight because you you can only start with a max of 24 endurance and the first two prompts you get are twelve and twelve, <laughs> so they they know they're gonna they know they're gonna drain you to zero. Yep. And then you gotta you have to wait twenty minutes to get a- enough energy just to finish that mission, and that was so frustrating to me. And just to point out that I would not have a Slytherin counterpart because I was Slytherin, and and that just really kind of brings to light just how absolutely boring the sorting ceremony was in this game. Yeah, I mentioned that as well. I said, basically, the sorting hat was just like, pick your house. And I was like, what? I didn't know it'd be that easy. Yeah, there's there's an actual thing, an actual, like, in-canon sorting on Pottermore. Yes. I'm not incredibly proud to admit I've done and also yeah. got Slytherin, but why couldn't they do that? Why wouldn't they make it interesting and you actually get sorted instead of, hey, pick your house? I love that complaint, Greg. I said the exact same thing, and it makes me think, like, I don't know, uh, Tracy's defense was that people are so, like, defensive about their house that, like, if they would have got sorted into the wrong one, it would have probably rubbed them the wrong way. And it's just like, they're just like, just... Just let them have it. And well, you I know, totally and get that's, that Those too. are just people that think they're Gryffindor, but they're actually Hufflepuff. That's true. And that's what I mean. And that's why I went Hufflepuff this time because I'm always like, I, I really truly believe I'm Gryffindor, but I went with Hufflepuff just to try something different. And mm-hmm. hey, so. I've uh, So I did the Pottermore thing and I got sorted into Slytherin. And I figured I probably would be because. That's not I, even I bad. It's like what? Ambitious and something it's else? It's ambitious and what, cunning, right? Yes. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I, I, those aren't negative things. Like I know because blonde haired kid got in Slytherin and he <laughs> was kind of a jerk. Everyone doesn't want to be Slytherin. But Slytherin's actually, they're, there's, they're not a bad house. No, you know? I, I definitely would back that up. So I, I have I have no qualms about being sorted into Slytherin. I would, I would be proud to be from that house, you know, except you know, I'm not magical and not from England. Yeah. Oh man, but it's cool that you're playing that though, but it sucks how disappointing everyone's finding it to be. Oh yeah. All right. So, uh I'm caught up on Telltale's Batman. Okay. So, this is this is interesting, Doug, because this is um a lot of people have complained about the Telltale games that th- they give the illusion of choice. But right. then at the end, you're just you're kind of pigeonholed into whatever narrative they decide they want to tell you. So in in the final episode of, of Telltale's Batman, the the ep- season two, I think the Enemy Within is what it's called. Depending on your choices in episode four, there are two wildly different episode fives you could play through. Okay. So and I, I didn't know that. I had I had no idea that they were going to be different, except when I, I I play through, and it's not it's not really spoilers. The 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 big overall enemy of of, of episode five is the Joker. They spend all of episode four setting him up. But I got a very, very different iteration of the Joker than Dennis from the comic books or from anything else, and even a different iteration of the Joker than what they just displayed on the concept art for the episode and all of their promotional materials. So I started to look like, why why was my Joker so much different than everybody else's? It turns out, depending on what you choose at the end of episode four, the Joker could go in one of two different directions with, with his story development. What? And those 
those are completely different series of events that are going to play out depending on, on how he goes. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, so that was actually quite interesting. It did force me to go back and play episodes four and five again because I yeah. had to see I had to see the other one. That makes sense. And I would say the one that's the less traditional Joker story I found much more compelling and entertaining. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I would have never known this myself. Yeah, I thought I thought that was a, a really neat thing, uh, especially when I, I, sometimes, especially for a Batman game where I know so much of the lore of these characters. I, I even got to a point, and I think it was in the in the first series when you you have to make a choice, and it's like you can save Harvey Dent or Catwoman, and some dude's coming after Harvey Dent, and I'm like, well, I mean, dude, you got you got to lose half your face sometime, right? Like. <laughs> But uh, I did find out, like, you could still, you could save him there, and then he wouldn't lose half his face. No way. Like, he'll still go evil, and he still becomes the villain, but he would not lose half his face. Okay, interesting. But I was like, well, if he's going to go evil, he might as well just lose half his face. Yeah. Let's just Let's just keep it consistent. That makes perfect sense. But the the Joker thing was crazy because I mean it was the the differences between the episodes and the difference in terms of your relationship with the Joker and how the Joker develops they they were it was so insane and and I just I don't know I don't know what they're gonna do if they come out with a season three they they basically just can't have the Joker because that's just that's you, I I don't know what they do with it you basically yeah. just can't have them that's interesting because of how drastically different the outcomes are right. I mean, at the I guess at the end of the day, you know, you still the Joker was still like the guy you had to fight, so you know he still ends up in the same place. But it's just a matter of how, how you're going to bring him there. back when you know there's two totally different characters out there that operate in two totally different methods that would do two totally different things if they're ever reintroduced in the stories. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a predicament. <laughs> All right, and I think I think that's it for my games. Uh, I should point out just because this is important. I uh, I watched that YouTube series Cobra Kai. Okay, wait. Now what's this? So it's a it's a continuation of the Karate Kid. Oh shit. I yeah. didn't even know about this. <laughs> you didn't know about this? No. Oh, no, it's crazy. So it's uh it's basically it's it's set what 34 years after the first Karate Kid and the the whole story it fo- now, now like Daniel's in it and and he's a he's a central character, but the story basically follows um, the, the villain from the first movie, uh, Johnny, oh, what was his name? Tsunami. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> that was a joke for Mark. Yeah. Um, but it, fo- it follows Johnny from the first movie. Oh, Lawrence. Johnny Lawrence. Thank you. Yeah. Johnny no Lawrence from the first movie. And it's kind of about like, so what he's up to now and, and the whole premise is, you know, his life is sort of never really got better after he got kicked in the face by Daniel in, in the Hill Valley tournament. Yeah. And, and he decides... Um, through a series of of events that he's he's now inspired, and so he wants to reopen the Cobra Kai dojo, and so it's it's a whole lot of him trying to reopen the dojo and f- trying to find a way to to actually apply and teach Cobra Kai um, to to this kind of a new generation of kids, and at the same time, Daniel, who doesn't want Cobra Kai back again because he remembers what kind of bullies they were, but it blurs the line. It makes Johnny's kind of more. I would say of an anti-hero, but he's like he's he's trying to like get his life back together. And then you learn that Daniel might have been a little bit more of a d bag than you know than than the 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 virtuous hero that he's presented as. Right. So they they kind of like they flawed and and they 
I would say they grade the characters a bit to give them a bit more depth. And then it plays out really well. I, this is, it's, it's 10 episodes, about a half hour each. And I watched it. I watched it all yesterday. I just went to watch the first episode just for giggles because I have YouTube red. Yeah. And uh, I was hooked. And then I just watched the next episode and the next episode. And next thing I know, I literally just sat for five hours in front of my computer watching Cobra Kai. Yeah, well, you answered my questions. I was going to be how long of a season and how long each episode. So, yeah, that's you can definitely binge that in no time. Yeah, and if you just want to check it out, I think the first two episodes are available for anybody. You just need uh, YouTube Red to see the uh, the other eight. Wow, yeah, that's really cool to shout that one out. I had no idea, yeah. and that's something I'll definitely check out, at least the first two episodes. Um, As far as games for me, I got around to playing a handful of uh, demos, which I remember like earlier in the podcast, we were like, oh, demos are dead, but I guess they're kind of making a resurgence. At least on PS4, I went in the free section of the store, and it was like, there's a handful of demos I could grab. The f- most important and exciting one to me obviously being uh detroit become human oh how uh, was that i haven't played oh, that good lord it was fantastic it was actually whitney who got me like interested in because she said she played it and i was like all right i gotta get into this and i'll give you like a brief pitch without like any kind of spoilers but you are an android as you would expect in a scenario where you have to do some like negotiating to make sure somebody like a human doesn't die but this other android's like about to kill himself but he's gonna like sacrifice a human with him and you have to like gather clues to like uh help you aid you in your like quest to like calm this android down and prevent him from murdering anybody else because he's already done some damage so it's really good like i feel like any quantic or quantic dream fan for like heavy rain beyond two, two souls like this is th- the next iteration is so much better and i'm so excited yeah. to play this full game i'm I, I feel like whitney said she already pre-ordered i need to like this game is a must play and the graphics Goddamn, Greg. I swear to God, I've played a handful of games, but like, I've never seen graphics like this. This was b- probably by far like the be- most beautiful, wow. like, breathtaking game I've like laid eyes on. Um, uh, was it that game? Oh, no, I'm thinking of another. I'll get to that then. Uh, but yeah, must play the overall demo didn't take very long. I feel like it was 10 to 15 minute experience, but there are like multiple outcomes. And it was cool how in this game, like if we're, since we're also familiar with life is strange uh, at the end of like each episode, you like are shown like the percentages and like how, like on your decisions and stuff and the different outcomes in this game, instead of like uh, percentages, it's like a whole tree of like, uh, if you would have found these clues, then these options were open. And if you had those options open and it just shows you every single, like, um, like a path to how you got to your outcome. So when you replay the, the level or scenario, you can try to find the clues that you didn't uh, the first time and then unlock a new outcome. So it huh. was, it's really cool that they show you that. And there's like a, there was a shitload even just for this, like one demo. So I feel like I could play it multiple times and get different outcomes, like at least four or five. And goddamn, I remember, uh, Whitney said, like, I'm the first time she played it, it didn't really, uh, go very well because she didn't get enough information. And then the second time she played through, she found all these clues and it really helped her out. It, in my experience, I did like, I'd say I got like maybe 40% of like the, of the clues. And I sh- probably should have done a lot more looking around. And I just went out there and tried negotiating and I, I fared really well given my circumstances, but still the, the outcome was breathtaking and really interesting. The f- just utilizing, uh, all the pieces they have available of like, 
androids and it's just really exciting and the it's set in the future of like the year 2038 or something so i'm like that's not that far away that kind of freaks me the fuck out if that's really what's going to happen if we're going to get that far where we have hu- realistic humanoid androids like negotiating like death like people saving people's lives and stuff i'm not quite sure if that's if that's really kind of far-fetched if they'd be happening that soon but I don't know. There's a lot of electronic shit going on in Japan. They have they have sex dolls. <laughs> these robot sex dolls we talked about oh, in the previous yeah. episodes. So oh, it's God. kind of really creepy yep. and bizarre. Yeah, that's I've I am a big Quantic Dream fan. I have been ever since Fahrenheit. So I'm I've I'm really excited for this. I mean, I've been I've, I liked uh, Fahrenheit or Indigo Prophecy, depending on on which version you played. Okay, uh, yeah. Then there was, I think, uh, oh, which one came next? There was, I think, Heavy Rain, then Beyond Two Souls, and so this would be the next one. And I've, I like those games quite a bit. I think Heavy Rain might have been my least favorite of the group, just because I think they, they obviously had to cut a lot out of the narrative, and so it made things a little bit more disjointed than it should have been. But sure, yeah, I, I really like how the games play. I really like the agency I have in terms of how the story unravels. And I was a huge fan of Beyond Two Souls. I thought that game was amazing. And I just, I have a real weakness for David Cage games. Right. And, and I just, I think this one, I mean, I've been excited about this one ever since that I found E3. out they were making. Yeah. Because, so there was, it's based on uh, one of the demos or a tech demo or some kind of technology um, a demonstration and showcase that was in Beyond Two Souls. Oh wow! Interesting. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I had, I had watched all of that stuff that came in Beyond Two Souls, and I remember thinking like, "Wow, that was that was a really interesting like little short story they just had there." And then when I found out that that's what they were rolling with to make the next game, I just got super excited. I was like, "Wow, that's basically they said, oh, we're gonna we're gonna turn this thing into a game.' I'm I'm all aboard, and I've I've downloaded the demo, but I haven't had a chance to play it because I've I've been really just trying to push through uh, the Last of Us, but man, I just, there's, there's no way I'm not going to buy the game, which I think is why I'm not that concerned about playing oh, the demo. Well, oh wait, uh, well, yeah, definitely. And also speaking of Beyond Two Souls, I'm not sure if uh, you heard, we, well, we mentioned it and um, I'm sure it's all over the internet, but like the free games for PlayStation this month or PlayStation Plus, that is, uh, Beyond Two Souls is a free game. So definitely add that to your library if you haven't already, listener. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah I've, I have been pushing my friends towards it. And I know a couple of my buddies are like, oh, well, now I can finally see what Greg's been talking about this whole time. So definitely I'm going to yeah. replay it just so it's fresh on my mind and maybe that'll get me more hype for uh detroit yeah so i have to say just just real quick not to get too spoilery into beyond two souls but i think there's a part right at the beginning of beyond two souls where you get to go to a birthday party yes i love that part so much i have replayed that at least three dozen times that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome oh man i'm eager to get back into that so i did just recently added that to my library so that's cool that it's free yeah i um, already had it but you know if you if you don't have it absolutely get it without a doubt other demos i did da- end up downloading all right now this one's frustrating and i want your feedback because i wonder if i did something wrong i don't really know what's going on here i wanted to play i saw it was like a free demo it said for the game a way out and i don't think it's out yet i'm not sure maybe it is um let me look I, that up just i to thought make sure. that game was out was oh, okay is it- is, it's probably out. out. Yeah, it most likely is. I'm just behind the times. I'm I want to say I've heard people talking about it. Oh, yeah. No, it came out this year in March, late March. Okay, so yeah. that's definitely out. But that's why maybe this makes sense. Maybe the demo was only 
accessible before it came out, but I downloaded the demo and I pull up the game. It's like a 16 or no, 17 gigs to download this. So I'm like, all right, this should be like a pretty big demo. And then it's like, it, I, it's just basically like, oh, you have to buy the full version. I'm like, what the fuck's the point of the, de- oh, of the demo? No, no so that's, what, that's uh, cheap. What, no, what, that's that's wrong. That's wrong, well, Doug. That's what I mean. This It says, I, I pulled up a screenshot because I took a picture of it. I was so like shocked. It says, the trial version is only playable when invited by a friend who owns the full version. So, listener, if you happen to own a way out, can you let me play the demo? Because it won't let me play it unless I ask somebody who already owns this game. That what is, is that? What? That is so bizarre. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing, and I suppose it makes sense because they're like, if you no, don't oh, don't so, justify it. Don't yeah, give no, them an out. Right. Yeah, I, it's because it's like I think uh, definitively like a, a two player. Like you have to play with somebody else. So like they are making it that I don't know. It makes no sense. I'm not quite sure to be honest. Mechanics wise, that's why they made that decision. But to me, as just like a gamer being like, yeah, let me play your demo. I can't unless I know someone who owns this. It's very kind of broken and stupid. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I have a hard time being able to play by myself, much less with somebody else. So that was a game that just really was never on my radar and I was never going to play. So I, I just. I, I, I don't really see the appeal of it. I'm not even sure. Can you play that by yourself or do you need no, somebody I, else playing with you? you need somebody else if I'm not mistaken. And that's the, uh, I, I'm not really a multiplayer person either, but if I found someone to play it with, I totally would. Cause I like the premise. I mean, I never watched the TV show, but it sounds like prison break basically like, Oh, just get out of prison and stay out. But I don't know. I'm not quite sure. It, it's, it seems interesting, but that was a huge turnoff. And I like, downloaded 17 gigs of data for no uh-huh. fucking reason so, so like, that right, took you what uninstall. overnight was uh, it eight no, hours luckily it was um like a couple of hours but still i just ended up just saying oh. nah well those are some pretty good download rates you got there then. I, I know we got i'm su- surprised to be honest oh this other one though this is another game that i would have probably never met played but uh bren mentioned it uh it's Yakuza 6 demo is free on PlayStation 4, but I think the one Bren was mentioning is Yakuza 0, so I'm not sure which one's newer or what, but the Yakuza 6 demo is so goddamn fun, and I never knew I'd be in- interested in this kind of game. It feels kind of like like a Japanese mafia. I think that's what Yakuza Yeah, like that's means. what the Yakuza are, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so you are just like a... It's like a beat-em-up where it's just a big fighting game. Oh, but this demo, though, I, I haven't even... Like, I thought it would be similar to, like, this Detroit Become Human demo where it's like, oh, yeah, 15 minutes, and then they're going to, like, play a little trailer and make you, like, pre-order the game. This demo is long as fuck. I haven't even beaten it. I have a save, oh, wow. file, a save file in the demo. Oh, so that's a well-done demo. I know. It's pretty cool. And But also, there were so many cutscenes to the point where it's like, I've played the game for probably a solid five minutes and then watched like nearly a half hour or more of just like story developing i'm like holy shit this game i felt like i've already bought the game at that point i'm like what just happened so i really want to play this game it sucks you in so hard the characters it's definitely a little cheesy like none of this is i don't think spoilery so i'll kind of set it up a little um the main characters in the yakuza going to jail uh this uh, I guess it's his niece that he's adopted. So I guess you're not blood re- related. Uh, she's like, 
I don't want to say like American Idol, but she's like some big like pop star singer. And she's like announcing to all her fans at a concert, like I'm putting down the mic because my brother's in the Yakuza and we're going to spend time together as a family or something. So like she steps away from her career and it's like all this weird drama. He's going to jail. And then it's like a big deal that the paparazzi like finds out where she ended up moving and like they own an orphanage. And it's like all this like crazy shit they're throwing at you and all just to be like, yeah, you just got to beat the shit out of people. Like the fighting part was so cool because like I was literally beating the shit out of this dude with like bicycles and like you can like basically pick up anything and just like hammer the fuck out of people. And like the health bars are so big that it's just like very, you have to beat the shit out of people. It's going to take a long time to like knock someone down and it's very over the top uh japanese like you like kind of almost go super saiyan at points where like you just like super power up and then you're just like fucking shit up it's really awesome and i'm really loving it it, i it was completely off my radar and now i'm thinking to myself like i'd really be interested in playing that game the full game but Hmm. i don't think i have the budget to just be like yeah let's drop whatever it's going to cost when it comes out so i think i'll wait for a sale but that's a game i would love to play in full that that's i've never played a yakuza game me neither that's what i mean and yeah damn if this doesn't look great and the graphics on this were also really up there like not detroit up there but like damn good like really but it also seemed like at for certain scenes like the graphics were better than other scenes so like and and since it's a fighting game like these men are always shirtless and bleeding and shit so like this dude's like nipples are out so like in one scene his Mm -hmm. nipples look like look like ps2 graphic nipples and then the next scene it's like ps4 like you see every detail of his areola is that the right word i don't know yes that that is the that is the correct medical term okay but it's very bizarre yeah so what's the what's the combat like like what's the mechanic is it like you know x for your standard hit and like square kicks or yeah i think it kind of like a, kicks yeah. and like circle was like grabs and like grabs work on things other than the the enemies you can like grab like i said there was like bicycles there's a baseball bat nearby and it's just cool how you can basically throw grab kick and just do all the stuff that you can expect in a fighting game and it it flowed really nicely and it was also like kind of a tutorial so it would show you'd be like oh if you do these moves you'll do like a finishing move or something so it's like square square triangle triangle okay that's pretty cool yeah so i think your average fighting game player would uh dive in no problem and i think it also asked you what kind of difficulty you would want to start with so i can't remember if it was just like casual versus hardcore i'm not sure what they were called but you can start easy or not okay i maybe i should i mean it's a free demo right i could just do a download yes, it for free definitely for, probably worth my time to at least check it out i i'm so sad that demos have started going away because i used to be a huge fan of demos yeah it's um, making me yeah happy i used, that I used coming to back i was the guy who used to play the demo and liked it and then i would go buy the game but i guess there weren't enough people like me, which is why they stopped doing demos. Yeah, it's funny. My girlfriend even said, she was like, I remember when like they'd give you a disc with like a magazine. I'm like, holy shit, that's old school. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it does give me faith that they're restoring them and like, heck, I, I, I got a taste for Detroit. I got a taste for Yakuza, like a game I never would have been interested in. So, hey, the, the demos are doing their job too. So I hope other game companies see that and are like, you know, we should do that. Right, because, I mean, I'm at this point now where I feel like the message that they were sending was, well, we we don't want you to try our game because then you won't want to buy it. Like, well, that, 
I don't think that says anything about me. I think that says less about you. I mean, yeah. it's, it, if your game can't stand on its own, when I play a, a game demo for a great game, and I, the best demo I think I've ever played for a game, and one that really sold me on it was, um, I'm thinking back to like 2007 for Arkham Asylum. Okay, nice. Yep. And that was because I have, I've, I love Batman games. I have a weakness for them. I have purchased or, or played, I think I still actually own, just about every Batman game that's ever been done. I'm sure there's a few out there, so I'm not trying to, you know, invite people to ask me if I've heard <laughs> of this one or play this one. But right. for, for the most part, if it got a AAA release, I bought it and I've and I've played it and I've also probably suffered through beating it. But I I was really kind of feeling a little beat down because the the last one I had played before Arkham Asylum was the uh the Batman Begins tie-in. Okay. And that one was really, really janky and not that good. And then the, the last one I'd played before that one was, I think, oh, what was it called? Rise of Sinsu. And that was just kind of a really, really generic beat-em-up. And then Batman Dark Tomorrow was actually a, a... I got a GameCube so I could buy that title. And that was one of the worst... Vid- it might it might actually be the worst video game I've ever played was Batman Dark Tomorrow. It was... Oh, Jesus. Oh, it was incredibly bad. It was It was so horrible. It was so unintuitive. Uh, let's see, there was only one save file, and if you didn't do something in the right order, then the, the whole world dies at the end. <laughs> Spoiler for that game from 2003, but yeah, the whole world dies, and you can't do anything about it except starting over the game. Oh, that's harsh. And the combat was not intuitive, and like you would kick a guy, and the whole idea was you kick him down, then you gotta hand- handcuff him, or he gets right back up again. So, you'd kick a guy, and you're Batman, and you do like the running roundhouse kick to the face. And you're yeah. Batman. And the guy just like, he falls down. He's on the ground for maybe less than a second. And then he pops back up again. But you didn't have a chance to cuff him because there's five guys you're trying to fight like this. It was such a, it was such a pain. So I was, I'm just telling you this to kind of get you in the mindset of my expectations were in the toilet. Right. And I really, I just didn't know that they were saying all the stuff they always say about how like, oh, well, we got the tone right. And we wanted to focus on on what makes Batman Batman. Like, yeah, I've, I've heard it. I've heard this before. Those exact words. And so I played the demo and it's a moot point because it's a Batman game and I would have bought it anyway because I'm kind of a tool like that. But I played the <laughs> demo and I want to say the combat was the first thing. Like, this combat is really smooth and really well done. And then I got to my first predator scene where I'm in the rafters and on the gargoyles and taking guys out and they're freaking out down below and I'm in total control. And I thought, yep. All right. You, you win. You did it. And I played, I played that demo so many times and it just, it really turned me onto the game. I told other people, you, you got to play this demo. This is not like the normal crappy Batman game I buy. This is, this is the real deal. So Demos demos can work if you do it right, but I would say if you're the kind of studio that releases a demo and then people play it and don't want your game, uh, that's that's your game. That's not my fault. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I think it's a pretty valid marketing tr- strategy, so bring it back, people. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all the games slash demos I've been playing. Uh, oh, and the mobile game uh, that I brought up a few weeks ago, Slope Down First Trip. I'm like level 12 now. Haven't spent a dime on that yet either. Or a Good penny. for you. And yeah, so I'm really happy about that and still making progress. So that is a fun, just spend some time uh, flying at a high velocity as a little circle and stuff. Um, but yeah, let's see. Uh would you be interested in playing a game of Game or No Game? I would love to play a game of Game or Let's No Game. Let's do just that. 
Alright, so we're here playing Game or No Game. I got a handful of these guys for you. Actually, maybe more like two handfuls. All right. uh, but, but I'm eager to see what you think All right, of good. these. I, I, I play this at home when I listen to you guys' podcast. Oh, and I am, I'm always the worst, so I'm really I'm really <laughs> interested. In, now everyone get, But I just didn't want to do Name That Sound again because I'm so terrible at that one. So at least <laughs> at least I have a 50-50 chance for any option you give me here. And so that's that's got to be worth something. Definitely. Oh, that's hilarious to hear. And yeah, I encourage our listeners to play along. That's the whole point. And these, some of these are so ridiculous. And oh man, what's that sound is a lot harder to prepare. So this works out. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> what do you think of a game called My Name is Mayo? M- Mayo? Yep. Like M-A-Y-O? Yeah. And that actually makes me think I've been reading like graphic novels again. And I'm a huge fan of the band Coheed and Cambria. They have a story. It's like my favorite called the Amory Wars. And like each, like there's a couple volumes per like album they've done. And it's just long, like sci-fi epic. And one of the characters name is uh, Mayo Deftenwolf. And he's like the general of like the main bad guy, Wilhelm Ryan's like army. And it's just funny, like hearing my name is Mayo or I, I don't, I think it would pronounce his character's name Mayo, not Mayo, yeah. but either way. Okay. So my my name but is, you know, I, have, I think it has no connection to the Amory Wars. Yeah, by the way, I'm I'm just thinking like my my name is Mayo. Just kind of sounds like one of those like indie. I, I would I would say some like indie game where you you play as like maybe a little a little boy or a little girl and you're like walking through the village, and you're trying to find your lost cat. I don't know. I'm I'm with the game I'm describing sounds horrible and I wouldn't play it. But uh, you know what that that sounds like a title for a game. I'm gonna say game. Well, you're right about it being a game. Your description was entirely wrong. And wait till you hear what the description actually is. This is a clicking adventure that simulates the real-life tapping of a mayo jar. So it's literally mayonnaise. And wait, 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 wait. So yeah, it's it's like you're tapping the mayonnaise jar? Yeah, it's just... Uh, if you are looking for a next-generation gameplay experience and an engrossing open-world environment... Well, this is not that game. This is the touching story about a mayo jar. And uh-huh. yeah, I guess you... I, you my just... description was way better than that. And I was talking yeah. about a kid walking <laughs> through a village finding a cat. So No, good point. Yeah, I, I think they might want to take some notes from you. But uh, yeah. it's got very positive reviews for just people oh, okay. tapping wow. a mayonnaise jar. Wow, okay. That's a game. Oh, uh, Okay, good. on okay. the next one. Uh, how about Jewish Jiu-Jitsu? Jewish Jiu-Jitsu. I'm all right. So I'm I'm going to say not a game, and it's mostly because I'm really, really hoping that like if I if I believe it hard enough, it won't be a game because I don't <laughs> want this to be a game. Oh, it is not, and I feel bad oh, for good. even suggesting it. I was gonna just say jujitsu, and but I was like, oh no, that's way too offensive. So okay, yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. We're moving on. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Uh, no, how about a game called McDonald's Treasureland Adventure? McDonald's Treasureland Adventure. Yeah, you know what? That sounds like a legit tie-in. Uh, I'm not... Didn't McDonald's... They put out some games before. Um, Burger King did, too. I remember. I had some of those for the Xbox. 
Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Sneaking was a weird one where you like sneak up on people <laughs> and give them whoppers and crap. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. All right. Um, you know what? I, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say game. I'm going to say this is, this is some marketing thing that McDonald's did. You are indeed correct. And I, if I'm not mistaken, that was on Sega Genesis and I have all the ROMs for Genesis. So I would love to see if I have that baby and stream that for our audience. Cause that sounds like a lot of fun. It's like that old, like just McDonald's cast of characters. Yeah. It'd be really interesting to see I, if the I game's miss, fun or not. I miss the days of these corporations doing these video game tie-ins to help promote. I mean, there 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 used to be a day, Doug, where you could buy a box of Czech cereal and get a Doom clone in it. Oh wow, that's true. Whoa, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So there you yeah, go. bring it back. Bring in all these good ideas back. Uh, demos. Uh, yeah. Um. Also, what do you think of a game called Sinking Simulator? Sinking Simulator. You know, so I'm I'm in my head. I'm thinking like something along the lines of like the Titanic or some ship like that is sinking, and you either have to escape or you just watch. I'm gonna I'm gonna say game. I'm gonna say this is a game. You can watch a sinking simulator. Greg, you're on fire. You've gotten everyone right so far, uh, and we're almost halfway through the game. But yes, that is also a game. Wow. All um, right, that is available on Steam, folks. Is is it is it what I described? You're basically on a boat as it sinks, and you just kind of watch it sink, and you indeed move around it. That is quite literally, and I think it's from like the side perspective. I think it's more 2D and probably not very like graphically oh. impressive. But uh, again, the game in my head is probably like a hundred times cooler than the actual game. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, how about a game called Texas Hold Me? Texas hold me? Yeah, instead of hold them. Hold them, hold me. Oh, boy. Uh I I could see this being a game, but that is such a ridiculous name. I don't want it to be a game. So <laughs> again, I'm I'm going to hopefully if I say it with enough confidence, I can I can alter reality and make it true. I'm going to say not a game. It is not a game, and oh, I was proud you. of that one. I thought, thank it, you, it, but it makes no sense. Like, what the hell would that? be? Yeah, that's what be- I'm thinking. Like, what would what would that? <laughs> is is it a game of Texas Hold'em? Yeah, is it like uh, one of those weird games of Texas Hold'em with the hentai girls in it? Because I don't want to yeah, play that game. At the end of it, they just give you a big hug. Or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, that's uh, weird. I got four more for you, Greg. Okay, you are on fire. All oh right. my gosh, I'm doing. Like, if you get 100%, I'm doing. I'm doing way shocked. better than I have ever done in any other game or no game that you have ever had on your show. And this is, my this is SATs. Crazy. All right, <laughs> let's see. What about a game called Chimpology? Chimpology. Yeah. Uh I mean, I'm just. I just don't see the appeal of it, and so I'm going to say not a game. Oh, this is the first one you got. Oh wrong. no, it's that a fine. game? Yeah, believe it or not. All right, now this is. Now a is this weird is this one. a game or is this yes. like veterinary training software? No, the, well that's okay. This one's a, a legit game. It's available on Steam, and it has some like weird background that I want to bring to like light about what it's about. So the whole premise of this game is, if you recall, early in the early days of the internet when we had like modem and dial up stuff and it was, everything was super slow and you'd pull up like a JPEG on a, on a browser and it would load so slowly it would like load in bars, like, Mm -hmm. like slow, slow, slow. And then you'd finally get the full image. The point of this game is saying that, it wasn't technology's fault that that was happening is because of chimpanzees were like controlling the internet and you have to like, as you type, you're like controlling chimpanzees and like you like earn bananas and it's just like, oh, keep the internet going because you're the chimpanzees that control the, the internet. And it's 
set in the 90s and that's the whole point so chimpology it's a game and it's stupid as fuck yeah but- <laughs> that's 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 a stupid game i'm glad i got that yep. one wrong yeah that's i'm fair. proud I- to have gotten that game wrong that's why you know, I'm pulling out the big guns on these wow. ones. I have three left. And okay. Talk about really dumb ones. What about a game called Butsubushi? Butsubushi. Oh. You know, there's one thing I can count on from Japan. It's really weird games. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is this is probably a game, though I don't want it to be true. It is indeed a game. Oh, and you, of course it is. You knew it right away. That's and it is yeah. a Japanese game. It's only Japanese available on PlayStation. And I looked up some gameplay. It's not as weird as you think. It actually looks kind of fun. It's like a party game where like uh, it looked like four players, where it's like an arena where you're throwing like Tetris blocks at each other. I don't know. It looked kind of interesting. But Butsubushi is a thing. I thought it was like, but I misread it as Butsubishi at first. I'm like, is this a car like butt racing? Yeah, that, game? that that would have been weird. But yeah, yeah. although the Butsubushi, I don't know why I said that would have been weird. But Butsubushi's normal. <laughs> that makes way more sense. That's way better. All right, last two. How about hover horse racing? Hover horse racing? Yeah, like on a horse. That's actually a, a hover. No, that can't be a game. That's silly. That's just silly. It is quite silly, and it's not a game, but okay, I was good. just imagining a horse without legs, and they're just like, okay, we're not It's, it's like a horse racing game, which is not really a big market anyway, but instead of horses, they're they're like mechanical, hovering, futuristic horses, and I'm just, I'm just not seeing a lot of people buying a game like that. Yeah, hoverboards are so last year. We're on to hover horses now. It's uh, totally a thing. Uh, but no, okay, last game. Uh, you are at, like... Uh, if you get this one, you'll get 90% of them. That's insane. Uh, what do you think of a game called Indian in the Cupboard? And we all know it's a movie. And a book. And a book. Yeah. So I've actually I've actually read the whole book series. Don't get too impressed. It was required reading for school. So it's not like <laughs> I, I'm not super well read, but I do like to, you know, not fail classes in school. So I have I have read the whole book series. I did not see the movie. And I have to imagine at some point in time they did a video game tie-in, so I'm going to say game. That was really good deucing, because it is a game. It was for PC. I was actually shocked because I was thinking, oh, I'm just going to come up with like a, a dumb movie and then be like, they made a game out of it, and that'll be one that's a no game, like, obviously. And then it turns out I research it, and there's a there's a freaking game for Indian in the cupboard. Wow. So, wow. Yep. That's a thing. You crushed it, Greg. Wow. Uh, nine out of ten. Well All done. Right. I have I, I have never gotten anywhere near this good. This is this is amazing. I want yeah. all the listeners just to think I'm always this on the ball when, <laughs> when it comes to game or no game. Yeah, that might have been a record. We ha- well, I'll have to check the record books, but that's how we play game or no game. <laughs> All right, well, that was a fun one, Greg. Let's do some plugs and wrap this episode up. Uh, where can our listeners find you and your podcasts? You have a couple things. You have a website you want to promote? Absolutely. All right, so if you want to come talk to me, uh, the best place is on Twitter. I am at Judge Greg is Law. If you want to see some of my content, uh, I am the managing editor of Enthusiacs.com, and you can also find us on Twitter at Enthusiacs and on YouTube and Facebook. 
and I'm the co-host of the Gamers Without Borders podcast, so just look us up on your podcatcher of choice, Gamers Without Borders. Definitely. And listener, if you like our show, please give us a like, follow, subscribe, all that stuff. Tell a friend, uh, get involved on the Facebook group. We're all over the place at ABT Silence. Um, we'll be live streaming the episodes on twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. So come hang out and chat. And I'm hoping to get some cool, like, network stuff going, like, uh, during the summer. So keep your eyes and ears out for that. And we will be back next week. Thanks again for joining us, Greg. See you guys. Bye. 